Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sometimes you throw in like a witticism at the end there, so I was just kind of waiting for what you had. Yeah, I just didn't have anything. You just didn't have one. I feel like we need like a code word for when that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. Every once in a while, I th- I think I'm going to like beat you to the punch and I'm going to be the one with like the witticism. And then every single time I freeze. Yeah, I just couldn't get there. It's not a good bit if you do it every single time. No, only sometimes. Only sometimes. Well, our hilarious bits aside, we are here to talk about two things, because that's the format of our show. Sure One is. of those things is TV weddings, because I don't know if you know this, but one of our hosts recently got engaged and is planning a <laughs> wedding. Let's let's use that phrase lightly. <laughs> it's not technically untrue. <laughs> If by planning a wedding, we mean emailed three breweries and then gave up, then you would be correct. (laughs) Honestly, that's like phase one and a half of wedding planning. It's not wedding planning unless you've given up after trying to find a venue. Yeah, we've called off the wedding like seven times. Yeah, that's about right for where you're at. I think I called off my wedding about like 25 times by the time it happened. Oh, yeah, at least. At least. Um, so anyway, weddings on television are a thing that happen, and we, slash maybe just me, have a lot of feelings about them. So we're going to talk we about I have a them. lot of differing feelings. We have very different feelings on this matter. Yeah. This is one area in which, much like the color navy blue, where we do not live the same life. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second thing that we're going to do is everyone's favorite segment, listen to us Google, slash read the internet. Slash we haven't talked about Outlander in too long on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since we've had an Outlander episode, so we are engineering Outlander content. And uh, Stars has an Outlander store on their internet space, (laughs) and we're going to take you on a journey of that internet space. I'm very excited. It's going to be the best. I'm super hyped. I accidentally did a preview of the Stars website earlier today, so I already know what we're walking into, (laughs) and it's it's just, it's going to be good. It reminded me that I almost forgot we planned this segment, so you're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Uh, We only bring you the best content. Always. All right. Let's talk about TV weddings. Yeah. Do you have any, like, overall framing that you want to present this argument with? Um, okay. Here's where I'm at. Weddings happen on television. They're always more or less the same. Every single one of them fills me with existential dread. And I basically universally wish that I could pretend that every single wedding episode on every single TV show has never happened. (laughs) I also think there's a small chance that TV weddings are the reason why I didn't think I wanted a wedding. But I actually really enjoyed my wedding. 
And so now I'm kind of resentful that television made me hate weddings so much. Is it that you hate television weddings when they are a very special event? Or do you hate them all equally? Both. Okay. Yep. Do you know what about them you hate, or is it everything? (laughs) Well, my friends, do I have a two-page bullet point list for you that I drew up in about a minute and 30 seconds? (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... So, I hate a lot of things about them. I hate that they're always isolated to, like, one episode, and it's a very special episode. I hate that they, like, engineer reasons for, like, touching emotional moments. hmm I hate that every single one of them has... Like, something catastrophic that happens. Like, God forbid someone on television just get fucking married and it's just okay. <laughs> and I understand how, like, narrative works. So I understand that you need, like, a climax in plot. So you need, like, conflict to lead to a climax to have a resolution in order for, like, a storyline to be formed. Mm-hmm. However, I think you could probably still do that without your wedding being, like, catastrophically blown up. Yeah. And I just find it really irritating that the best they have is like, let's let's mess some shit up. Are you like mainly talking in the drama space? No, all of the weddings I've identified are sitcom weddings. Wow. Yep. Wow. I have one, two, three, four, five on my list. And they're all sitcom weddings. Gotcha. So... What did you think, since you just caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, do you want to start there? Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine renewed my passion for this topic, because we'd put this on the spreadsheet, like, long before your wedding ring was a glimmer in your eye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've just been waiting for for life to happen in such a way that it'd be relevant. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I kind of forgot that we were going to do it, especially with hiatus. But then I watched that episode and was like, dear God, I hate TV weddings. (laughs) I thought that one was like, meh. It was fine. Interestingly, of all of the plots of wedding episodes, I thought this one was like the most halfway interesting. Like having your wedding gets uh, swatted is like kind of funny. Yep. But it, it had all the tropes, every single last damn one of them. And, like, this is maybe a problem with me as a human being because I'm, like, dead inside, but TV weddings ruin all relationships for me in a TV show, like the romantic ones and the friendship ones, because they all just get gross. Like, I never find the relational aspects of those episodes to be, like, heartwarming. I just think it's all gross and, like, syrupy and, like, fake Mm-hmm. It all just feels engineered. And so I get to wedding episodes and I'm like, I don't even like you as a couple anymore. Yeah, I mean, that reaction for me mainly stemmed from Pam and Jim PTSD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They ruin nice things for everyone. You know what I think might have traumatized me? What? Was Monica and Chandler in Friends. I haven't seen that. It's a really <laughs> bad wedding. Real, real bad. Wait, have I? Th- no, I have not. You probably haven't. You haven't interfaced with friends that much. 
No, only when you forced me to. When did and I, I didn't hate it. Friends? There was like one weekend where we watched like a whole season. Hot damn, really? Yeah. I do not remember that. And then I went home and watched some more and then I was like, no, I'm good. Huh. All right. Well, this episode's not like an iconic episode. Like, okay. if you were to ask people what their favorite episodes of Friends are, this one is going to be like nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, it's like a plot point that people remember happened, but it's not important. Gotcha. Don't at me, Friends fans. <laughs> so can I serve you up with a counterpoint of my favorite TV wedding? Yes. April and Andy. Oh, shit. I completely forgot to put April and Andy on here. Oh, that's a good wedding. It's a great wedding. And I think it hits on some of what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be why I forgot that it was a wedding episode. <laughs> it's a surprise wedding, and it throws away a lot of the, like, buildup of seven seasons to get to this moment. It's like mm-hmm. they've been dating for three episodes, and they're like, hey, we're going to get married now. And they don't become more gross afterwards? No. No, in and fact, I uh, did not, when I did my first watch through... I was, like, resentful that they were a couple until after they were married. Yeah. I mean, I think they did a good job with that one. And the, like, sappy moments are played well. Mm-hmm. And there's no drama. Right. It's very, like, mellow and fun. He wears a football jersey. Like, <laughs> it's great. And it's very fitting of, like, that characterization, too. Right. Like, you couldn't do that everywhere but in that circumstance they did it really well i also think that episode was actually a moment of like character growth for everyone involved in the episode whereas most of the time i feel like wedding episodes are bottle episodes and it's just an excuse to put the protagonist in a dress yeah one of my favorite parts of that one is when leslie just learns to not butt in yeah yeah, I mean, that's that one's interesting in terms of my earlier complaint that there's always, con- like, obnoxious conflict to try to ruin the wedding because Leslie is the obnoxious conflict trying to ruin the wedding. Yeah. And she doesn't succeed. They don't have to, like, come up with some crazy plan to work around her. She just doesn't succeed. And she learns something from it that influences her character down the road. Yeah. It's a really good one. That is a good one. Ben and Leslie, on the other hand, is more of what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not bad. I actually like what the wedding turns out to be. But all of the bullshit to get there is kind of irritating. And it takes two fucking episodes. Yep. I like those two episodes. Like, I I find with wedding episodes, they tend to be the ones I skip. And I don't tend to skip those two. Yeah. Because it's corny and cheesy and gross and parts of it make me want to vomit a little bit. But for the most part, <laughs> it's, like, very true to the show. Yeah. Um, but there there are definitely things that I dislike about it. Like, this is a wildly unpopular opinion. But I already have a pet peeve about the dresses on TV weddings. Yep. And so I, like, really think the whole thing with Leslie's dress is really stupid. Yeah, I don't love that like stupid i i don't even want to unpack it i just think it's stupid um 
and other things. Sorry, I got so outraged by thinking about Leslie's dress and other horrible dresses <laughs> of TV weddings that I forgot where that train was headed. That's all right. I mean, I like the the fact that it ends up in the only place that it could end up. Yeah. But everyone saw that coming from a mile away. For sure. Well, and one of one of the major tropes of TV weddings that pisses me off also is that there's always a venue switch. Yeah. And always. they always end up having it as some makeshift wedding somewhere else. And it's completely different than what they imagined, but it was perfect anyway. Yep. Yep. And I think I could have forgiven this particular wedding because it is so meaningful for it to happen at City Hall, except for Retta singing. Really? You don't like that? I, I don't know why. I think because it's a little corny. Mm. I just, I have allergic reactions to things that are, like, too heartfelt. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, one wedding from The Office that I didn't hate so much was Phyllis and Bob Vance. Oh. Only because they stole all of Pam's, like, wedding stuff. Yeah, that's a fun wedding episode. It was fun because it was so ridiculous, and also there's people who would do that. (laughs) I think that one feels different to me because Phyllis and Bob Vance are, like, secondary characters. Yeah, so it doesn't matter so much. Right, and it wasn't really a wedding episode. It was an episode about Pam and Michael. Right. So maybe that's the trick. Just don't make the wedding, like, the main plot of the episode. Maybe that is the trick. The thing that annoyed me when I was looking up some lists of, like, best TV weddings Uh was that the Red Wedding was on a lot of them. Ew. Isn't that the worst? Yeah, that doesn't count. I hate that. Because the Red Wedding also isn't actually about a wedding. No. Like, a wedding happens to happen, but it's about all the murder stuff. Like, all y'all listicle makers out there, get that shit out of here. No. That ain't what we're talking about. It is not. Also, it's just safe to assume that we are never talking about Game of Thrones. Ever, ever. (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, gross. Um, so, I was also thinking about Jane the Virgin. Oh, shit. I don't actually remember Jane and Michael's wedding all that much except for the part where he did his vow was it his vows in Spanish? Yeah. So that part I remember and it's even more so for like the flashbacks that I remember it. Yep. But the wedding that got me a lot more was um Zoe and Rogelio. Because um, again, part of it was not about them. <laughs> see, I I would flip them in in my mind. Um, I completely forgot to think about the weddings of Jane the Virgin, but, uh, I think I liked Jane's wedding better than Rogelio and Zoe's. Rogelio and Zoe's wedding itself was, like, fine, but I liked, um, her, what's that word? Officiating. (laughs) I know wedding things. (laughs) There you go. Like, she had that whole great speech in that in that part I really liked. I don't think I've ever met a TV wedding officiation that I've liked. 
You were all about that one when it happened. I don't think I was. Mm, I could find some screenshots if you're right. for Slack. I remember, <laughs> I remember having the ick feeling that I have when heartfelt things are happening. Mm. That'll happen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm dead inside. I know this. <laughs> what I appreciated about Jane and Michael's wedding, though, is that it's just like a straight up wedding. It is very like, and standard. The, right. And the couple of things that they do that are like really gut wrenching, like Michael doing his vows in Spanish, like that feels more genuine than what they tend to do to make it heartwarming. Like um, Captain Holt's speech. Like, yep. did not land with me because it's too much in the mold of, like, I am now going to say something that will make you emotional. Yeah. Whereas, like, Michael doing his vows in Spanish is, like, something that makes sense that, you know, uh, you could see a man doing for his wife. I think something to this may also be, like, what actually makes sense for the character versus, like, right. what would be compelling wedding TV. Yeah, that's fair. Like, sometimes they step too far away from what would make sense. Like, I don't really think that Pam and Jim would go on the fucking Niagara Falls boat ride to get married all of a sudden. That's not their character. Yeah, agreed. But I do believe that April and Andy would pull that bullshit wedding (laughs) that they did, and it would be great. Yep. That's valid. Um, The only thing that happened in Jane and Michael's wedding that... I was like, shut it down, is they do a choreographed dance number at the reception. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's not good. Shut it down. (laughs) Get that shit out of here. Choreographed dance numbers at wedding receptions in place of your first dance are canceled. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, one other wedding I wanted to touch upon was from the Americans, so you've never seen it, but... I'll just drink twice. Yeah, you know. Um, you know the premise here. Yeah. (laughs) But in, like, late season, like, four or five, somewhere in that range, like, almost to the end of the run, they end up having a secret Russian Orthodox wedding. Oh, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, and it's, like, obviously, like, kept quiet, but they never actually had a wedding when they were put together, Mm -hmm. because it was, like, an assignment. So, like, the whole Well, and they weren't, like, they were only legally married, right? Yeah. So, the whole series is about them actually, like, having a good marriage all of a sudden, to some extent. (laughs) Becoming a couple. Actually, yeah, and being, like, partners- And so I don't even remember exactly how it transpires. They decide they're going to do this, but they, um, like, have the wedding speaking Russian, like, the whole thing. And it's very quiet. It's, like, in a dark room. There's only the, I don't know what they're called, priest version. (laughs) I think it is a priest. Is it a priest? I don't know. Um, But it's only that guy and them. And then they have like, exchange actual wedding rings, and then they put them, like, in a lockbox. Oh, because they can't wear them? Yeah, because they, well, they have the ones that they had. Gotcha. But it's, like, a very touching, like, exchange, because 
it signifies so much about, like, they were together for 25 years before this and didn't do it. So, like, obviously there's, like, a big character change that's happened over a few seasons to get to that point. And how much of the rest of the plot of the episode leading up to it is about them, like, planning and scraping and trying to, like, make the actual event happen? Like, almost none of it. This is, like, a five-minute scene that has no, like, discussion before or after, as far See, as I remember. See, that's what I want! That's yeah. what I'm looking for for my TV weddings. And it was, like, very, like, emotional because they never do that stuff on that show. Right. But they didn't make it, like, sappy. It was just, like, down to business like they would be. <laughs> right, right. And it was great. That's really interesting. Yeah, I get really sick of, like, the wedding planning plots that always happen mm-hmm. in wedding episodes because they're, like, wildly unrealistic. They always play into the trope of the hysterical woman and, like, the wedding being about the woman. Yeah. And, like, get your shit together, people. It's not that hard to be organized when you've known for, like, a year that you're going to do this thing. Right. New Girl had a really, really disappointing wedding. Oh, really? And I, it was in, like, their final season, and I was excited about it because they've done good stuff in the past, and it was just so, like, it was exactly what we've talked about. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, something goes wrong, and then we have it in an unexpected place, and, like, it's just so tired. <laughs> it is so tired. It was fun once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even really know how to fix TV weddings either because I don't... I don't, there's obviously some impulse in viewers and in writers that drives the fact that they are so fucking tired. And I just don't think, I think it's like a supply and demand issue. Like, I don't think you can make people stop wanting that. No. And I think it's like the buildup can get to people too. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a couple things because you have to do it because your couple get stale right but then once you do it your couple is bound to get stale again unless you're really good at things and like i don't know maybe they want to make it memorable but then they've seen too many other tv weddings (laughs) and just like pull all the stupid shit from there and put it together it just doesn't land yeah i mean it's it's sort of like life imitates art right imitates life like you get old and tired and don't know what to do next so you get married and then that makes you old and tired and you don't know what to do next so you try to fix it by having kids right (laughs) not me by the way that's awkward (laughs) timing is everything how's that beer treating you (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) what do you think about Jamie and Claire's wedding. Oh my god, I have so many feelings about Jamie and Claire's wedding. What I think is incredible about it, that's a great wedding episode, by the way. Which again, I did not identify it as a wedding episode in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's incredible, though, because I guess it's sort of similar in reverse operating order to the Americans' wedding, where... Like, this was not a thing that was supposed to happen, but it was the catalyst for this, like, really incredible relationship. Yeah. And the way that they frame the wedding episode, you, it's, like, this wild roller coaster of really complex emotion. But, like, 
years of character growth happens in that like condensed 48 hour period. Yes. And then it's what kicks off like the best love story ever. Yeah, like it's a little fraught in like yeah. how it comes together. But it's very worthwhile. It's the it's so painful to watch especially like having watched it the first time, like going back and watching it again. Yeah. Because like even though Jamie knows it's an arranged marriage, he's like so boyishly excited. Like, he Mm -hmm. is taking this responsibility seriously, and I'm not convinced it ever really occurred to him that, like, what it meant truly that Claire didn't want this. Like, he knew Claire didn't choose it, but it meant so much to him to fulfill the role, and he had such a huge crush on her that I don't think it dawned on him, like, just how resistant to it she was. Yeah, for sure. And so he's, like, all swept up in the romance of it, and he's ready to dive headlong into his role as a husband, and she's being, like, resentful, like, she shows up drunk because she's angry. But then he goes and retells the story of that day to her, and suddenly she softens, and now they're madly in love. But who wouldn't be, really? It's just beautiful. It's such a wonderful, like, story arc. The way it's constructed is a fucking master class. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Did I steal your thunder on their wedding? No, you didn't. I'm like... No, I had the same reaction. <laughs> I... I don't know. I'm so torn. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much Outlander. What else is <laughs> no. new? No, it's not possible. No. No, I like it, and I I like the story of how, like, the lengths that he makes everyone go to more than I like the actual wedding. Yeah. Yeah, the hijinks to make that wedding happen is yeah. incredible. But those hijinks add depth to the story that, like, normal wedding hijinks don't. Right. Be- well, because they f- tell you more about the character. Mm-hmm. All the characters, though, like, it even fills out a lot about the Mackenzie clan. Yes, for sure. And I love her dress. Oh, her dress is amazing. Mm-hmm. Terry Dressback is leaving Outlander at the <sighs> end, or she's finished her last season. Yeah. And I'm devastated. It's an outrage, really. Yeah, like, I'm happy for her and all that she, like, gets to go live her life, but, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, but I would marry Jamie. Yes. <laughs> that goes without saying. Right. Can we hit upon one more TV wedding before we transition to Outlander full time? Sure. Oh, that's right. Um, we have an Outlander episode. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, can we address the royal wedding? (laughs) Oh, that is an interesting spin on the TV wedding. Yeah, and I wrote this in my notes because we were planning this episode months before we actually recorded it. Yeah. Uh, So it was more topical then. But I, like knew the royal wedding was happening and I was like mildly interested but not enough to like get up early. Yep. And then I woke up like at a reasonable time that morning 
and went on the internet and was like, oh no, I think I actually want to watch The Royal Wedding. <laughs> it had been on, but I turned on the TV and they were just wrapping coverage and they were going to re-air it. Uh-huh. And I sat in front of the TV for like four hours watching Royal <laughs> Wedding coverage and I didn't hate it. No, you got a lot of knitting done that day. I did. And I had a lot of like unexpected feelings. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me about those feelings. Well, I'd also been like watching The Crown a little. I definitely kind of expected you to say you had been drinking. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Is that my brand? (laughs) Drinking and then getting emotional about TV weddings? No, you're right. You're right. (laughs) That is my brand. At 10 a.m. is a little early for me, though. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, but I'd been... So I'd been watching The Crown around that time too so I had some like feelings about that but a lot of it was silly and I love British silliness more than anything that's true so that I was here for and then what I had unexpected reactions towards was like how much they were sort of symbolizing that they were changing the dynamics of like royalty in England with their wedding. Yeah. So, like, her bringing in, like, the southern, like, choir and stuff like that was not something that, like, you could tell the royal family was, like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. But I liked that they did it. Then there was, like, a lot of commentary about how, like, they were modernizing that, you know, that family in general and, like, the reaction to that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So I had feelings about that. <laughs> you also had a lot of feelings about the fashion. Oh, I had so many fashion feels. <laughs> the real we- reason I'm delaying starting to plan my wedding is because I'm waiting for the imitation dresses to come out by brands that I can afford. I told you the next day, girl, the wedding store in the town that I live in has has dresses, multiples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's And yeah, I've shopped there before. I think you can afford it. <laughs> yes. But I like, I loved her dress because I also want something that isn't like Frill City. <laughs> and so I had a lot of feelings about how fortuitous it was <laughs> that I now <laughs> will be shopping for a wedding dress in this these are modern times, I guess we'll say. <laughs> this trend landscape. Yeah. It's really great for me, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, a fun spectacle, and I do love a good time for everyone on Twitter to watch the same thing. Yeah, Twitter was really fun that day. It was really fun. I didn't did watch you... the coverage, but I did no, watch Twitter. Didn't. I mean, that's half the fun of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in general, I don't do live TV events, which I'm sure is shocking to learn. Shocking. But I do do live TV events via Twitter because that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it requires nothing of me. Right. This one was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was a good one. My favorite thing about it was all of the people getting self-righteous about how they're allowed to have nice things. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a moment where the entire internet like rose up against grouchy people and was like, stop ruining the tiny shred of joy that I have. Right. 
<laughs> it was really fun. It was fun. Everyone just got to live their best life. It's true. And they definitely paid whatever those people are that I heard about on some podcast where you can, like, adjust the weather by these planes that spray this shit and it makes the clouds go Oh, away yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had to have. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, there's no way it was that nice of a day in England just by happenstance. No. 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 But yeah, <laughs> those are our feels about TV weddings, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I ruined everyone's fun, I know, I'm sorry. How did you ruin fun? Uh, Because I don't like anything nice. Oh. Other people oh. like wedding episodes. It's true. I found, like, one in there that you liked, so that's, that's good true. enough for me. That's true. <laughs> Broke through my salt crust. Yeah. I can do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, speaking of ruining people's fun. Yeah, let's ruin a lot of fun right now. Let's ruin the fun of an entire fandom of which we are resentfully apart. <laughs> I told Kirstie today that I wanted to be clear that we're not this type of Outlander fan, and she said that actions speak louder than words, so we're doing this segment now. <laughs> yeah, how much of this is for, like, your own peace of mind until you realize that you actually want some Fraser Tartan fashion? No, I've definitely wanted a Fraser Tartan fashion for a while, but, like, a scarf that I could wear really low-key. <laughs> not any of what I'm seeing in this rotating slider on this homepage. Oh, it's it's the best. It's so good. Uh, so I want to give you all just a hot second if you're near a browser to go to outlanderstore.com. You can follow oh. along with us, although some of the listings are probably going to be different in two months when this episode finally airs. But it's... It's... it's As <laughs> it's of right happening. now, they are having their Labor Day weekend sale. Use code Sassanok yeah. at checkout. <laughs> you only get 15% site-wide, which kind of seems like a rip to me. At the end of this segment, we should choose something to buy with 15%. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, my friend. You have a birthday coming up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you get me this coffee mug that's from Craig Nadoon, I'm going to be a little... <laughs> What about the coffee mug that says blood of my blood? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Speaking of weddings. <laughs> and I can get you the set so that you can rotate it and make Jamie and Claire kiss all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. You and Dan can, can use them. That would be so cute. He'd be really up for that. He would love it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Can we also talk about how you can get the snake collectible ornament? Can you imagine that being on someone's Christmas tree? <laughs> you can pre-order it. You can. You got to make sure but you get that while supplies last. A hot button item. <laughs> the holidays are coming. Oh. They have other ornaments, too. That's not the only one they sell. Oh, I believe you. I just want to take one quick second to acknowledge that I do not blame stars or whoever works on this <laughs> for making this oh, and fuck taking no. advantage of the fandom. <laughs> oh, this it's like actually really clever merchandising. Yeah, 
we're hate watching the fandom, not the retailers. I'm hate watching the retailer a little bit. Like, I'm not saying that they're wrong for monetizing the fandom. I'm just making fun of it. No, that's, that's it's fair. a smart business decision. That doesn't mean I can't think it's stupid. Do you see this like s- s- like ridiculous excuse for her cowl if you scroll down a little? Oh yeah, it's a nightmare. Like you could knit something better than that so fast. Mhm. That doesn't even look like it was made by anything that can manufacture clothing. <laughs> well, it was machine knit and machine knits are a lie anyway. It's really bad. Yeah, it's not pretty. It would be scratchy as fuck too. Yeah. Like you know it was made from less than Lion Brand. It definitely was. Um, what are pocket standees? I am so excited that you brought that up because I have no fucking clue and I have been waiting this whole recording to click on it. I'm clicking at it right now. Okay, I have to wait for my little like rotatey thing to rotate back to it. Right now we're on snake ornaments. Oh, it's if you scroll down. It's like there it in is. one of the okay. panels, yeah. Great. Shop oh. standees. Are these like they're like little cardboard cutouts, but they're like paper doll sized i i i think yes but you, know, you can I have- get life-size jamie Fraser for 39.95 oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's kilt jamie which is the good news i'm gonna get you french jamie life-size <laughs> Uh, oh my god, this is the product description for Outlander, Jamie, <laughs> the or Scottish outfit, Jamie. Jamie oh, Fraser no. looks every inch the Scottish lord with this life-size Ooh. cardboard standee of the Outlander Hot star. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish they had a, other versions of this. Do they? Oh, they do have Claire in a life-size. You know, I think... This- she has one star. French Claire has five. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a lot more valuable if they were actually paper dolls. And you got, you could, like, like, multiple. outfits? Yeah. That would be more fun. But, like, what grown adult is playing paper dolls? Someone, I'm sure. <laughs> it's better not to know. It's better not to know. Um, so the review on the life-size Claire that is only one star <laughs> says... Yeah. Totally not what I ordered. Horrible. I thought it was a costume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Hold on. (laughs) My fault for not reading carefully. Your fault for having it show up in search engines whenever I typed in Outlander costume. Then I have to keep it because shipping is like $8 versus what I spent. 39. Next time, be more clear in your item description. Wow. How the the product description for Outlander Claire Fraser life-size standee Scottish outfit <laughs> says Claire Fraser looks right at home in her new Scottish outfit with this life-size cardboard standee of the Outlander star. <laughs> oh my god. Like your first clue should have been the fact that it was 39.95. <laughs> Oh no, I found something. Keep going. 
Tell me. I'm going through the Jamie reviews and they call him oh. Jamie McConkey. Oh my god, Jamie McConkey. <laughs> took my hunk of a guy to work and showed him off. This person took their cardboard cutout to work. Oh my god. They sure did. What happens when you go to work one day and someone has brought in the cardboard cutout of their favorite TV character unironically? I don't know. I mean, at least, like, bring it in so you can dress them up in silly hats. Oh. Oh, wow. How do you even fit a life-size cardboard cutout into your car? Does he wear a seatbelt, do you think? I mean, I think all adults have to (laughs) have proper restraints. That's true. (laughs) Even if they're McHunky. <laughs> that is. Can we rename them McHunkies instead of just? We refer to my child's pacifier as a hunky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's a huge spider on the floor next to me. Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> it's all fun and games until their hunky turns into a spider. <laughs> oh no. I think it's dead, so I'm just gonna sit an inch further away from the microphone and play it cool. I definitely killed one down there and I couldn't bear to like pick it up to throw it away, so there's a dead one down there. Oh! Kelsey left a gift for me, guys. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> when Kelsey stayed at my house to witness the birth of my child, she decided to leave a sacrifice in my basement. <laughs> or I did you a service by killing it for you. <laughs> Until you left it in front of my recording studio. No, it was on the other side of the doorway. Oh, well, then there's another dead spider in here. <laughs> Maybe your husband left you that one. Dear God. <laughs> I gotta find new friends. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Can I tell you the other thing that I picked up that I think is, or uh, pulled up that I think is great? Yeah, you can. The Outlander logo shower, shower curtain. curtain. <laughs> For $70. That costs more than the cardboard cutouts. Oh, my God. You could have Scottish outfit Jamie for half the price of the Outlander logo shower curtain. I would rather take McHunky. I would always take McHunky. Take your favorite TV show home with you with this charming shower curtain inspired by Outlander. I don't even know what this pattern is trying to be. This does not look like a a logo I recognize. Well, they also make a flower print version. A flower print? Yeah, I'm opening that up now. Oh, boy. Add some Scottish style to your bathroom. (laughs) 
This is not Outlander themed either, except for the giant Outlander logo that it has on it. Can you imagine walking into someone's bathroom and just seeing, like, a plastic shower curtain that just says, Game of Thrones? (laughs) You want to know what's even more embarrassing than the knit cowl? What's that? I've, by the way, if you're trying to follow along on the website, I've now clipped through to um, Replica Apparel. Um, the thing that's more embarrassing than the cowl is definitely the arm warmers. Yeah, they're not good. It's not even a real cable. Like, that's a faux cable right there. Yeah. And it looks bad. It does look bad. Also, arm warmers take like an hour in the weight of yarn that they use there. Yeah. They also have all these red knits. And like, bitches weren't wearing red. They were trying to blend into the landscape. Right. The riding coat that they have is such a sorry, like, excuse for the riding coat that she actually has, which is majestic. It's straight out of Hot Topic circa 2005. I think Hot Topic did make it. Oh, did they? They had a Hot Topic something, and I think it was the riding coat. Oh, my God. It literally looks like something I would have toyed with buying from Hot Topic in middle school to rebel against my mother. (laughs) Um, do you want to talk about what you sent me earlier today? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) For the low, low price of $499.95. You know what's incredible is that they have other replica apparel that is in, like, the $500 to $600 range. It is, like, batshit crazy. For $500 to $600, I better be getting some shit that was worn on the set. Like, if it is not full of Sam Hewen's personal sweat, don't charge me $500 for it. Oh god, the Outlander um, at the eBay sale is gonna be what the fuck's that called? Oh, Auction. Yeah. Auction is gonna be wild. It's gonna be fucking lit. The studio's gonna make bank, though. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have it in both a men's cut and a women's cut. Yeah. And it's definitely made out of, like, a really scary pleather. Yes. Like, for $500, you also should get real leather. It claims that it is, but if it is, it's not, like, good leather. No. Not at all. Um, also, this model looks like she wants to die. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a model look so unamused. Yeah. I mean, did they just put her face onto that? Like, Photoshop it? It's super possible. She's really not having a good time. Yeah. She's also, like, in the full outfit. Yeah, they put her in the kilt and the knitwear. Yeah. We haven't told people what this is yet. Oh! I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so we have moved on to Outlander Ladies Fit Jamie Fraser's Leather Coat. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. This is under the replica apparel section. Yes. And can we just spend a minute on the grammar <laughs> in all of the product listings? <laughs> all right. Now we're hate watching the retailer. 
<laughs> it's like we're on the Outlander store. We had to go to outlanderstore.com. I think we know that this coat is from Outlander. So starting every product with Outlander just seems a little unnecessary. Got to get that SEO. Outlander ladies fit Jamie Fraser's leather coat. <laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> It's like a Mad Libs gone horribly wrong. Oh, this coat is not good either. No, so it's supposed to be a replica of the coat that Jamie wears before the Battle of Culloden, right? Yeah. When he's like being drill sergeant. Yeah, I I rolled I scrolled down to the product description and I'm horrified. Oh, I didn't realize that there were longer forms. Yeah, form it's it's not good. It's not good. Jamie Fraser looks like a man's man tramping up and down the Scottish Highlands in his stylish leather coat on Outlander. But that's no reason that lassies can't get in on the fun. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. To get a better coat, you'd have to go back in time yourself. <laughs> Oh, no. Historically accurate 18th century design. No front closure. Oh, is that all it takes? Yeah, you gotta cut those corners. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, they claim that this is a version of Jamie's signature outerwear, but he wears it in, like, one episode. Yeah, this is not signature outerwear. This is not signature. Yeah. The alleged costume on the (laughs) Scottish Jamie cardboard cutout is the signature outerwear, in case you were wondering. Yeah. This is an outrage. (laughs) This is an outrage. You know what I think is the biggest outrage? What? If we click over to the jewelry section. Oh, I'm scared. And we just look at everything there. I'm going. Oh, Because the thing about all of this jewelry is, like, they're not even, other than the kilt brooch, they're not even, like, in jokes in the fandom. Like, if someone is wearing the first ring, the Outlander Thistle Wrap ring, no one's going to look at that and be like, oh, is that Outlander? Oh, no. They also have a necklace and earring set that have a saying on them. Um, in, uh, Gaelic. Yeah. And it's, maybe I'm dumb, but it's not one that I remember being, like, front and center in the series. I'm, like, more than halfway through the book, and I have not read that sentence once. Yeah. So, like, there are so many things that Jamie has said in Gaelic. We had other stuff we could have gone with. Right. They wasted all that on the hoodies and outerwear (laughs) that's a special place (laughs) wow can we talk i haven't clicked through yet to see what's there but can we talk about the fact that the first category under collectibles is plush yep i went there too and i'm scared i don't want to have like outlander plushies oh we do (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you were expecting (laughs) honestly i think i was expecting like um, like, uh, you know, like the anime plushies? Yeah. But, like, Sam Hewen and Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not <laughs> expecting teddy bears dressed in the wedding outfits. No. 
It remember that time like ten episodes ago when we found the eBay seller who makes themed <laughs> yes. dresses for American Girl dolls. Yes. <laughs> like, I think Stars missed an opportunity by not throwing her the commission. It's true. They really did. Yeah, she could have done a much better wedding dress imitation. Oh, like someone has these in their house. Who's the target audience for teddy bears dressed like TV characters? Uh, uh, I don't know. Your favorite Highland warrior looks like he just stepped out of 18th century Scotland with this precious outlander Jamie Fraser teddy bear from the North American Bear Company. He's been recreated wearing the same clothing to resemble what is worn by this handsome hero in the hit TV series, complete with classic Scottish plaid kilt, belt, jacket, and waistcoat. This 12-inch plush teddy bear with felt paw pads is a great way to celebrate this beloved character. Is it? I gotta tell you, I didn't know from looking at the picture that it had felt paw pads, but it feels like a selling point. I think so. Kirstie, I found what um, we need to do when we watch Outlander together next time. What? Um, play the Outlander Destiny Dice game. Oh my god. Wait, before you tell me what that is, I read the Claire Bear product description. Claire Bear. The Claire Bear. And she comes with both a gold fabric wedding band and a silver fabric wedding band. Ooh. And that's kind of fucked up. But now tell me about the dice game. That is, that's wild. Um, (laughs) well, the dice game is a new dice game. Oh, it's new. Which gives its players the power to bring Jamie and Claire together and fulfill their destiny. Oh my god, we have the power to bring Jamie and Claire together? Yeah, and it sounds like the only goal is to Yahtzee just Jamie and Claire faces on the dice and not other people. (laughs) Oh my god. I like that they decided to use um, non-gender neutral pronouns in the product description and that they used female pronouns. <laughs> like, they obviously yep. looked at their demographic research and they were like, never mind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, like, is Destiny Dice, like, a brand that you can just license for whatever Destiny you want to put forth with your fandom? That would be a really good idea. Yeah. It was designed by Kevin G. Nunn, who is apparently behind Sentinel Tactics (laughs) and DuckDuckGo. Wow. What a resume. (laughs) I like that this game is only good for 20 to 30 minutes. Is that because they just assume you're playing it during a power hour? I would hope so. (laughs) Players can alter destiny through action cards, which allow players to re-roll or modify their (laughs) roll. That's some horseshit. It's just so, so much. What were you about to say before I read the horseshit? They've determined that characters are dark or helpful, (laughs) which seems like a little definitive for some of these people that are in a gray area. 
I like on that note that they um, equate Leary and Black Jack Randall. Right, but Dougal is helpful. Sure, 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 sure. But the fandom probably hates Black Jack Randall and Leary equally. Maybe. I was this is actually no, getting a little but... weird. It's getting a little weird. <laughs> just now. Now is where it's getting weird. <laughs> well, are the dark characters just like the non-Claire characters who boned down Jamie? Yep. That's un- I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say when you first made that argument that like I don't think that the fandom would equate Blackjack Randall and Leary. And then I thought about some of the shit I've read on Twitter and the patriarchy and uh-huh. realized that they probably do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, say what you will about Leary, but she is the ultimate victim of the patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Kirstie, I just found a, a gold mine. What? The tab we haven't clicked to yet. Tell me. Accessories. Oh, I clicked on this earlier today. It's a wonderland, Kelsey. It is. You can get so many phone cases. You can. You can also get a lot of different kinds of purses. <laughs> the Lollybrock crossbody bag only has two stars. Oh. It's weird that Claire's medicine bag is exactly the same as the Jacobite coin pouch. <laughs> yes, I also thought that was weird. And the generic Lassie wallet. I love that one. (laughs) The Lassie wallet looks to me like something Fossil had at Macy's in, like, 2004. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Outlander Store is not the only one trying to make this pattern happen. It's true. And there's a lot of, like, cross-placement of objects on this page. But the, the beanie hats on the next page are really just sad, too. Do they literally just have Sassen- Sassenach printed on them? Yes. Is that all that makes them Outlander themed? Yes. Dear God. Do you want to get a Cragna Dune Traveler Society luggage tag? I have always wanted a Cragna Dune <laughs> luggage tag. <laughs> I, want- I think if I had to pick something that was on sale to buy, it might be that. <laughs> I want literally every... You're not going to pay the nine ninety five for it. I want everyone <laughs> at the airport to be concerned that I might be a time traveler. Yeah. Like, did I just come through that security checkpoint or did I come through the dick rocks? Maybe the security checkpoint is a dick rock. Whoa. Whoa. Because, you know, not all the dick rocks are dick rocks. No. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm also going to get the Jamie Fraser tote bag. (laughs) There's also, I think it's under home decor, under Uh mugs and glassware. There is um, a wine glass set that just has cameos of Claire and Jamie's heads. Which, for the record, are the most generic heads of all time. I think that's what's really sneaky about it. Like... You could you could be drinking wine out of it at someone's house and think like, oh, this is such a nice wedding gift that they received. A cameo of them and their husband. Meanwhile, they're drinking out of the other head glass and they're like, little do they know. 
So what you're saying is that's what you want to buy with 15% this off. Is, it's the most covert. <laughs> yeah, it, it may be. Yeah, there's like some real weird shit up in here. I think I don't I don't want to like jump too soon here. <gasps> Holy shit. I was about to speak too soon. And then oh, I no. found the Jacobite Rebellion yeah. transforming mug. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What does it transform into? Enjoy a refreshing beverage and a puzzling question. A puzzling question. This charming black mug poses the question anew for you to ponder over your morning coffee. It doesn't say what the question is. I'm confused. I have to say what really works in this mug's favor is that it's a 20 ounce mug. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fucking hard to find a coffee mug that holds more than, like, eight ounces. Yeah. But also, like, are we cool to just say we're part of the Jacobite Rebellion? Yeah. Enough time has a, passed. That was a real thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it was 18th century. I think, like, the statute of limitations is up okay. on that one. All right. I don't think the crown can come for us. <laughs> um. So I was thinking about ordering... The Walker's Outlander assorted shortbread crackers. Oh. That we can purchase, apparently. Is that under home decor? Um, under kitchen. <laughs> under kitchen, sure, 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 <laughs> sure. What I'm most concerned about is that the cover art is from season one, so it's possible that these are stale. Oh, they're sold out. The, oh, they'd fact. be hella stale. Oh. Well, it's because they haven't gotten a fresh shipment since 2005. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure enough. Oh, what I didn't look at yet is the shirts. Hoodie, the plain no, old shirts. shirts. Not hoodies and jackets. Okay. <gasps> what? There's one with Jamie sitting on rocks and it says scotch on the rocks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, there's also one that's a picture of Jamie and it says some like it's Scott. Oh, this is, this is where dreams go to die right here. Yeah. Scotch right. on the rocks. Uh. <laughs> here. Oh, oh no. Oh. There's one that says real men wear kilts also. No. There's also one that has like Jamie's wedding speech to her. The Jamie's Declaration Adult Black T shirt. Yeah, it just it doesn't really seem like something we should put on a shirt. <laughs> oh no. Bringing this really full circle. Yeah. A little too full circle for my liking. Wow. you ha Do you want to wear this on a shirt, listeners? You have my name, my clan, and my family, and if necessary, the protection of my body as well. So, in, in this case, <laughs> given that it's on a t-shirt, who is the subject of this sentence? Is it the TV character who this was said to, is it the person wearing the t-shirt or is it 
the person reading the t-shirt? I I don't know. <laughs> Think about it in the sense of grammar. If I'm reading this, yep. it says yep. you have the protection of my body. And because yep. of the way the English language works, I read the pronoun you and I say, oh, I have the protection of your body. That's nice. <laughs> Well, one of the reviews says, I love that I have Jamie's face on my shirt while I sleep. My husband has learned to get over it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. You know, it, it was enough to just say that <laughs> you like the shirt. Awesome experience and quality is great. Even my doctor loved it. What? <laughs> What? (laughs) I like this one. A great purchase for the Outlander fan. (laughs) As opposed to what? You're on (laughs) outlanderstore.com. I'd like to buy it for someone who's really into Game of Thrones. And when they look at you in confusion, just be like, you like Jon Snow, right? (laughs) Oh, no. Also, someone wrote, loved it, we'll be back for more. Oh, will they now? Mm. Oh, we missed the dragonfly and amber paperweight. Oh. See, you know what's great about that one is it's kind of meta because in the show it was actually a paperweight. That is so meta. Uh-huh. It's really good. I also like that you can buy a belt. <laughs> like, is this Kohl's? That's probably, like, the best buy, though, because you can hide it under a t-shirt, and then it's, like, a special secret. But it probably will break. Well, sure. You don't buy themed television show merch for the quality. No, that's that's true. I also really like the model in the, like, men's version of the scarf. Of the guy who's wearing the tweed vest. Yeah. I know. I was yeah. trying to figure out if they put him in the vest to make it, like, more Scottish. Uh, I don't know. Not that I'm saying it makes him more Scottish. I'm just trying to figure out what the logic was. Maybe that's how Ron Moore wants you to wear that scarf. Mm. We don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I also like that they have a model wearing various tartan things who has black curly hair. Like, you didn't fool me. Right. The Lions brand fake Claire was a lot closer than this one. Yes. If I had to choose. If you had to choose an imitation Claire. <laughs> well, now I'm in the reviews <laughs> for the Dragonfly and Amber Paperweight. <laughs> mm. And... Someone said it looks nice enough on a shelf, but the, quote, dragonfly is a 2D slip of plastic at the heart of the globe. While I wasn't expecting an actual dragonfly, it makes for a somewhat cheap version of the iconic prop that only looks good when untouched from afar. I have literally a hundred thousand questions. I would gladly have paid another $100 or three for something with more resemblance to what we saw on screen. Then wait for the fucking auction. Listen, if you really want a dragonfly in amber that badly, 
If you're going to pay me $300, I can find a way to do it for you. Well, here's the thing. I don't know how many of y'all live in proximity to, like, some kind of hippie witchcraft, like, gemstone store. But I happen to know from spending the better part of my teenage years in such a place that you can get these for, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to buy this, like, gaudy version. No, you literally just have to find someplace advertising that they have tarot cards and you can find some kind of weird bug stuck in amber. <laughs> you definitely can. Mm-hmm. Also, though, what the fuck are they doing with this paperweight that it's not just sitting on a shelf being looked at from afar? They want it. I don't know. I don't have answers for this. <laughs> I was going to try and I was like, nope. No, don't even try. Who's trying to pay $300 for this? It's a fucking paperweight. (laughs) They're going to use it all the time, Kiersey. All the damn time. If you pay me $300, I'll be your paperweight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a really fun adventure. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed listening to us look at the internet. We had fun. We did have fun. If you want to have more fun listening yeah. to us do things, you can continue listening to our show, which comes out weekly in theory. <laughs> and uh, you can find it on all of the places where you find the podcasts. And you can rate and review us on the iTunes. We are also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Which has other shows where they do things more audio-friendly than look at the internet. And those are shows (laughs) such as Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk and Academy Rewind. And, like, fuck me, I've been gone from the internet for so long. They've probably launched a few other shows in the meantime. And you can also find them on all the places where the podcasts happen. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us directly or send us links to more Outlander product... Um, you can do that on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs or HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. And if you want any other information about this here podcast, you can go to HateWatchWithUs.com. Yeah. I think that's all. That's all the stuff. Thank that's you for listening. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh my god, I love this beer. (laughs) How much do you love it? I love this beer. (laughs) This beer is my friend. I'm really happy for you. It's really fitting because it's in a yellow can. Mm -hmm. So it's like a ray of sunshine. (laughs) A ray of alcoholic delight. Mm Mm-hmm.